about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God and to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 27, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Verses 1 through 14, all of Psalm 27. Then looking briefly in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, we thank you, Lord, for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Thank you for being our King of kings and our Lord of lords. Lord, thank you for the fact that you are today on your throne. 
in spite of the warfare we see going on all around us, the spiritual warfare in so many ways, wars and rumors of wars, we see conflict, economic issues, morality issues, we see violence, we see heartache in so many places. But thank you, Lord, for the fact that you're bigger than all of these things. Thank you, Father, for we, your church, and thank you for having called us out of the world and into a new relationship with you and one another. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to be warriors in your kingdom. Father, set us on fire of your Holy Spirit, the fresh anointing that reminds us of how big you are and that greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Help us to learn to function with an an overcoming mentality today and every day and help us to recognize, Lord, not only are you calling us to do that, but you've called us to equip our children and our grandchildren and others to be just that as well. Again, we thank you, Lord, for the fact that we live by, by, your, by faith and by your grace. We live today and every day in overthrow, and we thank you for that truth. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Jason Tross. Jason is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the blessing of a new day and the joy that comes in the morning, Father. Um, ask that you prepare our hearts and minds for the truth that you have to convey to us on today. And uh, ask that you would give us grace to bring you glory. And may your perfect will be done in and through our lives, Father, as it pertains to the boundaries and the habitations of our dwelling places. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Thank you, Jason. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. You know, we pretty regularly remind you about resources that we provide, uh, prayer tools, prayer resources, discipleship resources, evangelism and discipleship resources. We're glad to share them with you. But I want you to keep in mind one of the reasons why we remind you about that is because, you know, God calls his people basically to have an all-hands-on-deck perspective. God desires to use every one of his children, every one of his disciples to do great work in the kingdom. God has no uh, bench warmers. He has no nobody who he's called to, to sit on the sidelines. He calls all of us into the game of life, to have, and he calls us to have a victory, victory mentality. And part of that involves us being uh, just warriors in our perspective and our thinking, being about the work of ministry every day as a lifestyle. No one thinking, well, this is what we pay our pastor for. This is what we pay the clergy and missionaries. No, every believer is called to be a well-equipped warrior in the kingdom of God. There's much work to be done. So it's important that we understand every day is a day to be involved in the wonderful work of sharing the gospel. Yes, carry gospel tracts with you. Yes, look for opportunities in the grocery store and in the Walmart line or wherever you might find yourself always listening to the Holy Spirit because he's all about ministry all the time, everywhere. And he uses available vessels. And God doesn't just want to use us a little bit. God wants to use us mightily, but it calls for us to live with an an obedience perspective all the time. So again, we're glad to share the resources with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to email the evangelism and discipleship tools with you. We're encouraging you to use them for you and your family, but also forward them on, pass them on to others. You can make hard copies as well as you can email them to others as well because this is how we're co-laborers in the work of the building of God's kingdom. 
We are very honored and blessed to have with us once again Pastor Dumasani Washington. He is the founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Pastor Washington, how are you today? Doing good, Pastor Joseph. How are you doing today, sir? Very good, very good. Always good to have you. And uh, I'm going to ask Pastor Washington if you once again re- further introduce yourself and share with our listeners um, again why why the need for the ministry that you've raised up and the, the mission behind this ministry as we get started. Sure. Thank you, sir. I am the founder and the CEO of an organization called the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Uh, we founded it in 2013, uh, shortly after my very first visit to Israel. And praying at the Western Wall, God placed on my heart to strengthen the alliance and the co- cooperation, both between the Black and Jewish communities in the United States, but then also Africa and Israel. There's a strong Africa-Israel component to the work that we do. There are all types of scriptural and prophetic uh, reasons uh, that are that are outlined in terms of what we do, although we are not a uh, necessarily a religious organization. I am a pastor, uh, and we do teach the Word and preach the Word. This organization is more geopolitical in its execution. However, in terms of its foundation, uh, very much biblical in terms of God's, our understanding of God's covenant with Israel, blessing Israel. God told Abraham, your descendants would be blessed, and I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and through you, the nations of the earth will be blessed particularly when it comes to the black community. Uh, there are many different reasons why it was that perspective. And one of those, Pastor Joseph, has to do with it, particularly in terms of the modern state of Israel. And Israel has many enemies, as it has always has throughout Scripture. None of that is true. Often people will say that if the modern state of Israel is a prophetic realization uh, of God rebuilding Jerusalem, as he says in 147, then why does Israel have so many enemies? I often chuckle and say, well, if you know your scripture, Israel has always been surrounded by enemies. None of that uh, is new. Uh, but when it comes to Israel's enemies, its ideological enemies, there's no other community, unfortunately, that has been more exploited in terms of Israel hatred and anti-Zionism than the black community. I'm not saying the black community is anti-Israel. I'm saying that the community used by the likes of people like Yasser Arafat of the PLO, who used his relationship with young people like Eldridge Cleaver and, and Angela Davis to then smear and, and, and completely attack Israel as a racist regime. Those things have been going on for decades. So our organization teaches, it gives education, it gives uh, the, the right uh, information in regards to the state of Israel, its relationship with Africa, uh, the Jewish people in, in the United States and the African-Americans. Uh, and teaches along those lines and also does an advocacy in which we take people to Africa and to Israel as part of our initiative. So this is much a major thrust of what our organization does. All right. Well, um, I want to take a moment to um, read Psalm 122, which I think really uh, just shares so much of what you just shared, some truths about Israel. And then afterwards, Pastor Washington, I'm going to ask you if you'll pray for the our listeners to really have ears to receive everything the Holy Spirit wants to say to them about what he's calling them to do, both for Israel and in the kingdom of God. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. 
Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you because of the house of the Lord our God. I will seek your good. Pastor Washington, would you pray for our listeners at this time, please? Father, I bless your name, and I thank you for, again, this time, this this blessed time of prayer. Thank you for Pastor Joseph and for uh, the opportunity, God, through this medium to ch- to to reach uh, the people, God, if, if, through radio, as they're listening there in their homes and their cars. And even as he has read the psalm in which David exhorts the people to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and he's speaking to the nations, would you speak to our hearts? Recognize that Paul tells us in Romans 11 that we've been grafted in to Israel, that our understanding is that we don't support the root, but the root supports us, that root that you established through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs, the prophets, God, and we give you thanks and praise for it now. That Jesus, even you, the lion of the tribe of Judah, born in Bethlehem and grown up in Nazareth and ministered in Galilee, crucified there right outside of Jerusalem's gates, God, and rose again and will return at the Mount of Olives. God, give us a revelation as believers in Jesus that we are to not only pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but as David said, seek her good, recognizing that the nation shall flow at that time when the Messiah returns to the new Jerusalem, that the nation shall flow and shall hear your word proclaimed, God. We give you thanks and praise for it, God. Cause us to recognize, even in this hour in which Israel's enemies are rising up, that you are calling us to bless your firstborn, God and that you would be glorified, and even judge the nations as well, God, in terms of, as you said in the book of Joel, those who came against and scattered your land, you would judge them, God. And we want to be standing, Lord, on the right side of history and the right side of your word, God, as we bless Israel and Jewish people. Bless us, God, and give us your revelation, and we thank you for it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. We'll be right back.
Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Pastor Washington, you as a pastor, as well as a leader of an international ministry, uh, there's probably a lot on your mind and your heart as you see the landscape, both of obviously of what's going on in Israel these days, but also our own nation. What are some things that are heavy on your mind and your heart that you want to share as well as encourage others to pray about today? Well, Pastor Joseph, there, there are so many different things. Um, I know I was saying earlier that our nation and, and any other listeners, I don't have to tell them that we are in a very, very difficult time. We are so divided politically. Unfortunately, there's a lot of ethnic strife and violence, uh, much of it being uh, sadly propagated by, by uh, un, un, unscrupulous people in the media, let's say it that way. Not all journalists aren't bad and, and those types of things, but unfortunately, there are people whose job is to report news, that they're, they are more focused on sensationalism and negativity and those types of things. And so we have all those things that are going on uh, in our nation. And one of the things that's playing out, Pastor Joseph, also in our education, we are organization Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Uh, we do a heavy focus on education. We do a lot of teaching, and we also do a lot of advocating where education is concerned. And the least, listeners may or may not be aware of the fact that in our schools, both the primary grades, particularly A through the 12th, and in our colleges and universities, there has been over the past several years a huge push in terms of uh, different types of education. Some people call it the critical race theory. Uh, there's the approach of diversity, equity, inclusion. And without getting to all those political things, I will say that the curriculum, much of the curriculum being introduced in the primary grades as well as in the universities, are very, very divisive. They're very anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, uh, even anti-civil rights. I mean, we have what's called the critical ethnic studies, which was, I'm from California, I no longer live there now. Critical ethnic studies was supposed to be a fair teaching, I guess, of the history and everyone represented it, but that's not what it is. It's a Trojan horse, Pastor Joseph. And what it is, it's dismissal of the people like uh, Dr. King, who were civil rights leaders, uh, calling them feckless and weak. Uh, it is calling Israel an apartheid state, uh, lying that Israel is committing genocide against Palestinians. Our children are being indoctrinated with these things to a very high degree, not just in California, but across the country, uh, as well as the other manipulations that are going on with our children in terms of their sexuality. All of these things are unfortunately flowing from the same fountain. So the, one of the things that's been heavy on our hearts is that this continues to increase. Uh, it continues to affect our children in a large way. Some people may re be realize that homeschooling, for example, and other school choices are actually growing in this country, and actually it's growing the fastest in the Black American community. There are Black American homeschoolers that are actually homeschooling at the fastest rate than any other demographic. And one of those reasons that, that cited Pastor Joseph is that their parents were concerned about their child's spiritual well-being and want them to be instilled with the proper values. So those things are heavy in our hearts, and we've been praying and also working in those fields in terms of exposing both the negative things and sharing what people can do to uh, uh, really uh, inform their children on some of these issues. So if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and pray about that, and I'll give this back to you. Father, I bless your name, and I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness, because you said where light shines, darkness doesn't comprehend it. And you told us, Jesus, you told your disciples that a light is not to be hid under a bushel, but it is to be set on a hill. 
to recognize that when we see darkness encroaching, you are encouraging and strengthening us to shine our light. Many of us as believers and coming up in church used to sing the song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Would you cause us to shine the light of your truth, the light of your word, the light of your glory in the midst of these dark places? And I pray even now, especially for our children in school, uh, whether they're in public schools, God, whether they're public charters, uh, whether their parents are homeschooling them, uh, there are, there's such a battle for school choice going on all over the country and all kinds of propaganda around that, God. I pray for these children, for their parents. We thank you, God, that these parents who love their children, want their children educated, want their children to receive uh, proper instruction so in terms of reading, in terms of math, in terms of science, these types of things that will cause them to be productive citizens, God, and strong in their minds. You even said in your word, God, during the Shema, when you told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, that they are to teach these things, the Word of God, diligently to their children, that they would speak of them when they walk in the way, when they lie down, and when they rise up. God, cause us as godly parents and grandparents to teach the Word of God and godly principles to our children, to our young daughters and sons, God, that they would learn and grow up in the fear and the admonition of you, God, and be the righteous generation that you've called them to be. And we give you thanks and praise for it in your precious Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Washington. You know, Pastor Washington, something that comes to my mind and an, an area of great need within the body of Christ is for us as believers to, to, well, obviously, and this has to do with us just simply obeying what God has called us to do. He calls us to uh, go into all the world and make disciples. And, you know, very simply, it's so important for us to understand that when we just obey and do what God has called us to it addresses the issues, the biggest challenges of our day. You know, when we, when we think of the, the whole idea of who's really discipling our children, well, we as parents, if, if we understand what it means to really disciple them and are faithful to do it, it makes such a big difference because the reality is, again, we can equip our children to be the warriors God wants them to be. So, But uh, your thoughts on that? I, uh, yes, sir. I think that um, absolutely the, um, the Word of God does charge us, again, as parents, to, to, to do just that. Um, and He's faithful to it. We were just, um, my wife and I, we raised six children uh, who are now older than we there. We are now enjoying the blessing of grandchildren that are coming, and we're thankful. Uh, and one of the things we often share with our adult children now is that we, as parents, will never be perfect. Uh, we will always make mistakes because we are just people. Even though we pray and we want God to use us because we're human beings, we are, as Paul said, we have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels. Uh, but God so anoints and so empowers that parent, those parents that that child has within those parents who are willing to yield to God. He has within those parents uh, the best counselors, and leaders, and teachers, and instructors, and I'm always encouraging young parents, uh, those who know the Lord, those who know His Word, I'm always encouraging them to trust Him, that though they may feel inadequate to the task at times, to trust Him as they're giving their child instruction, and loving their child, and uh, ministering to their child, that God, His anointing is on those parents to be able to do that, and in that way, that child will come up. Um, understanding not just God, the principles in the Word, 
but his and her love for the parents' love for them and, and the mercy that's even shown, even when the mistakes are made, right? Even when the parent has, has shown the child their vulnerability, they see that mom and dad are not perfect, but they love God and they love me. Now I am inspired to be the best I can be as God is moving through me. So I, I believe that wholeheartedly, Pastor Joseph, that that has to be uh, something that's kept forefront in our minds, particularly now in our nation in which families are in such turmoil. And the enemy is trying so hard to completely obliterate mothers and fathers, the entire institution of the parents and raising the children and everything. So, yeah, I think it's more crucial now than ever before. Mm. Would you take time specifically to pray for fam- for Christian families to, to be faithful to do what God has called us as families in the way of discipleship? Father, we bless your name because your scriptures give us such instruction. Um, and your grace and your love is your, and your mercy is so towards us when it comes to our families. I pray first, God, in terms of our families, for the mothers and the fathers, the husbands and wives, and then, God, for the single parents as well that are there, both dads and moms, God. I pray that you would give them wisdom. We know that there's such confusion. The world keeps trying to tell us what a parent is and how to parent. And we recognize, God, that the world and its foolishness has nothing to give to the people of God who are in your word. As a matter of fact, you said in your word through Paul that the things of God are those things, that the things of the world, they, they, they don't mesh at all. Things of God are foolishness to the world. So God, give those parents strength, wisdom as they seek you, as they lift their children before you. And then for those parents, did you not command in your word, God, even as Paul referenced in the Torah, that we are to be obedient to and honor our father and mother. And it is the first commandment with the promise that we may live long and prosper in the Lord, land the Lord our God has given us. I pray that those children, God, would then their hearts would be turned to their fathers. You said in your word that even in the great falling away, you said through your prophet Malachi, that the hearts of the fathers return to the children and the children turn to the fathers, God. So God, would you bless these parents, these parents, these Christian parents throughout the, throughout the land and churches and organizations, God, give them a vision, God, to continue to raise their children in the fear and the admonition of you, that even in the great time of a falling away, that there would be those who seek you, who would want their children to walk in the path that you have for them, God. And we give you thanks and praise for your blessing us, even in this hour, and we thank you for it, God, in Jesus. And Father, to thank you for the opportunity we have as the, the privilege you give us as parents and grandparents to, to help our children come to know you as Lord and Savior. And what a privilege and an honor it is for us to teach and train our children to become students of your word, students who open your word and receive the eternal, uh, powerful wisdom and grace that comes from spending time in your word. Father, more and more, open our eyes as the church, in the church as a whole, and in individual families, open our eyes to the great need for us to very simply commit to being faithful in just simply teaching and training our children to get into your word every single day. Help us to recognize that your word is such a powerful weapon, a guide, a tool, a counselor, and so, so much more. Father, help us in the busyness of life to always make time and help our children, make time to have our children read your word every day out loud to us so that they can receive of your eternal counsel, wisdom, and power that only comes from your word. Help us more and more to fall more in love with you and with your word and help us to be faithful hearers and doers of your word. 
And Lord, help us to not live with a timid or fearful perspective. But Lord, help us as the church to be mindful of the fact that you've let us know greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And help us to know, Lord, that we never have reason to panic. We never have reason to feel hopeless because you are the answer to every problem, every challenge in our individual lives, in our families' lives, in our community, our nation, our world. Help us to always keep our eyes and our focus on you and to simply be about the work you've called us to. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Pastor Washington, you work quite a, significantly with young people in a part of what you do. Then, so, and so you have the opportunity to impact young people uh, significantly through your ministry as well. Can you share w- with us a little bit more about how you do what you do through the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We, um, along with events that we do, whether they're virtual or, or live across the country, uh, we speak, we do lecture series in churches and synagogues because we work both within the Christian and the Jewish community. Uh, we also have uh, our main focus now as we are gearing up for it is what's called our PEACE Initiative. The PEACE uh, is an acronym for that stands for Plan for Education, Advocacy, and Community Engagement. And in that PEACE Initiative, Pastor Joseph, it is a nine-month journey of study and discovery um, they'll, uh, each of these, we are selecting 20 Black American and African who live here in the States, men and women from years 18 and up. Uh, we are recruiting 20 who will be involved in this peace initiative that starts officially in mid-September when they will have a study session in which they'll be learning all uh, things where it comes to, comes to Israel, ancient Israel in terms of the biblical story, the modern state of Israel, Israel-Africa relationship the Black-Jewish cooperation during the Civil Rights Movement, even during the time of Booker T. Washington and Julius Rosenwald in the early 1900s in building schools. They'll learn all the the United Nations. It'll be a a 16-module study course over a period of time, and they will travel. We'll be traveling headed to South Africa in in December. And then at the end of that time, which will be the June of 2023, in the spring, we'll head to the Holy Land. And we will be... uh, exploring, uh, discovering, meeting, uh, talking with. We're going to go to the land. We'll see the Black Jewish synergy. We'll see the Africa-Israel relationship. And then those young people, and I say young, 18 and up, that those who sign up there in their 30s all the way up to their 50s and 60s, young and young at heart, they'll come back home and they'll be what we call Ipsy ambassadors in their city, the hub of Black Jewish synergy in their areas. And so we have launched that effort in terms of the recruitment. We are about halfway through, just as a little uh, side note there for anyone who's listening, who either wants to be a part of that or you know someone who would like to be a part of the Ipsy Ambassadors, this peace initiative, you just go to our website and you can find out right there on our homepage. It's ibsi-now.org. I-B-S-I, which stands for the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. ibsi-now.org. And you'll see information about our peace initiative and either yourself or you know someone, you may be a pastor, you may be a rabbi, you may be another community leader. I'm going to jump in here. We'll pick up right there on the other side of the break.
Dunson Oyakon, the song simply entitled Yahweh. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And uh, Pastor Washington, would you share once again if people are wanting just to learn more about the ministry and more about the work that you're doing, uh, share the website and contact information you'd like to share. Yes, sir. They go to IBSI, which stands for Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, IBSI-now.org, IBSI-now.org. My team right now is working on getting an easier web address, but it's not up just yet. But yes, IBSI-now.org. And once you go to that homepage, you'll see immediately about our peace initiative that I mentioned about taking young people both to South Africa and to Israel. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, and you'll also see other information, uh, scroll down there. Africa Israel Weekly is our weekly blog. We write, we give information about that. Our topics cover everything from what's going on with Israel to uh, education here in the country to all kinds of different things. As a matter of fact, Pastor Joseph, one of our latest articles is entitled uh, Black Panther Eldridge Cleaver Became a Zionist. And we chronicle how uh, he left, uh, he fled the country as a staunch communist and anti-God, anti-Israel, all of those things, and he got a revelation and and a uh, redemption, got saved, gave his heart to the Lord, um, turned his entire life around and began to even advocate for the Jewish state of Israel and for freedom and democracy. So we actually talk about that in that piece there. So they go to ibsi-now.org and find out about our organization and how they can be a part and how they can help us as well. Okay. All right. With all that's going on in Israel right now, uh, could you share with our listeners some about some of the challenge, the major challenges, some of which are in the news today, and how you would encourage individual believers and the church to really be praying for Israel right now? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so this coming up November, I think we're about what, less than three months away, Israel will have its, I believe, fourth national election in the last two years. Uh, Israel has a parliamentary system, uh, and since the administration of Bibi Netanyahu, uh, the uh, the coalition that was governing has not been able to keep the coalition intact for longer than a year, a little less than a year. So it has dissolved again. Uh, so they are about to have elections again. So it's a difficult time in that respect. It also is a time in which uh, there's always violence against Israel, but it has been increasing, particularly with Iran. Most of the uh, the, the type of uh, terrorism, those of you who are watching the news, whether it's uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad or Hamas, firing rockets and missiles towards Israel from Gaza, uh, those types of things, these, these attacks, much of those things are funded by Iran. Iran actually funds those organizations as well as Hezbollah, which is another terrorist organization. So Israel is, um, uh, it's amazing. It's always this contrast. If you ever go to the land, some of you've gone there, you know what I mean. 
There's peace that's there. It's multi-ethnic. It's multi-religious. I mean, it's freedom of religion like it is in the United States. There's Christians. There's Muslims. There's Jews uh, that are there uh, living together there. But at the same time, uh, that that nation is surrounded by enemies, uh, both ideological uh, and as well as violent extremists that are there wanting to destroy the nation. So I would tell the people now as we're praying, just as you read Psalm 122, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, recognizing that Israel is in need of our prayers. There's a strong uh, uh, believing community that's there because Israel is a place where there's freedom of religion. Even though it's a Jewish state, uh, it protects the religious rights of everyone that's there. And there's a growing community there, both Jewish and non-Jewish believers in Jesus, and they are enjoying the opportunity to worship and to share their faith because of the freedom that they enjoy in Israel. So we want to pray that they continue uh, to be that light in the midst of the darkness all around them. And also, I say lastly, the Abraham Accords, the good thing, Israel's peace with the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, eventually with Saudi Arabia, with Morocco. Uh, this is a good thing in terms of the peace that it can allow prosperity and people to uh, to be safe from extremism and even sharing a faith as well. So we want to continue to be praying for those things as well. You know, my... Okay, would you go ahead and pray at this time? Yes, sir. Father, I bless your name for your goodness again, God, and we thank you even for this time and this season. These are difficult times. These are perilous times that Paul warned Timothy about, God, and these are also times of great opportunity. So, God, even in Israel, as the Israeli people look ahead to November and their fourth election in the last two years, there's been a great deal of political strife and, and difficulty. We pray for wisdom for those leaders, God, that even as the leaders are reassembling a ruling coalition in the parliament, so Israel's enemies, whether it be China uh, whether it be Russia and China together or on the Tehran as they made this coalition, God, to buffet uh, what's happening there. God, there's always not the best interest of Israel or the direct coming against as the Ayatollahs of Iran are building nuclear weapons that they have already declared they would use against Israel and against the United States, God. We pray that you would continue to keep safe. You said in your word that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps, God. And we give you thanks and praise, even as your word revealed through Daniel, that it is Michael, the archangel, who watches over and is the guardian as you use him as a sentry over your people, God. And we bless your name for it, God. We pray that you would continue to keep safe, God. We pray for even the believing community there, God, those, Jesus, who are following you, God, who are even declaring your word, the pastors that are there. Uh, the churches that are there, that you continue to strengthen and encourage them as well. And I bless your name, God. I thank you for the peace that is possible even in the region, God, knowing that we are waiting for the Prince of Peace to finally come and bring the ultimate peace. We thank you, God, for the regional peace as Israel has, has uh, made uh, peace with the Arab neighbors that had formerly been so hostile to Israel, including Sudan and Morocco and the United Arab Emirates, God. And we thank you, God, for the coalitions and the conversations being had with the leaders of Saudi Arabia as well. God, we pray that you would do that. Your word talks about the Arab nation coming to peace with Israel. You discussed these things in Isaiah 17, Isaiah 18, about Ethiopia bringing the gift, God, and even uh, the children of Israel, even God, from beyond the rivers. God, you talked about this time of great coming together, God, which are times of the messianic age. God, we know it is ushering the time of your soon return, God. So we pray that you would continue to move, that you would continue to bless 
and that we as believers, God, would continue to pray for Israel, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, God, that you would have your way, that you would be glorified even in the midst of your people. And we give you thanks and praise for it in your precious name. And Father, I do thank you for the privilege we as your church have of being able to be supportive of Israel with our prayers as well as otherwise. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Help us to be a people that are wise enough to commit to praying every day for it for Israel, for Jerusalem, for its peace, for your grace to be at work there, for people that don't know you as Lord and Savior to be saved and come to know Christ and to pray for the church there as well. Father, more and more, uh, send forth more laborers into the nation of Israel who would proclaim the gospel, who would love the people, your, your people with the love of Jesus Christ and help us simply to be about supporting the precious and the blessed nation of Israel in the ways you'd have us to. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, Pastor Washington, our time is almost gone. Uh, any uh, other things that are on your heart that you want to share with our listeners about specifically? Well, Pastor Joseph, I'd I start taking too much time if I did, but uh, along with what we prayed in terms of education and what's going on, um, I want to encourage everyone uh, to get more information. We do share about these things. We speak and we do write. So I do want to mention again that when you go to our website, ibsi-now.org, you will see, among other things, there's video information that's there. There's our peace initiative. And again, I want to encourage you to go to our Africa Israel Weekly, where we write about these things. Uh, we talk about education. We talk about advocacy, uh, these things that are very pertinent, even in terms of America and America's relationship with Israel. I want to encourage those of you, particularly parents or educators as well, pastors, go there and you can avail yourself to that information that's there, ibsi-now.org. If you feel that information is valuable to you, you can also join the, uh, the, the, the journal, or I should say the Ipsy Substack there that's part of the Africa Israel Weekly. You can see how you can just subscribe to it for no charge. You could, there's a fee you can pay if you want to help, but you could also just do it for no charge as well. But you can go there on the website. We try to make it as accessible as we can so that people who want to know more, there's so much, as you know, Pastor Joseph, so much disinformation out there where the media is concerned, so much anti-Israel bias that doesn't help Israel or the Palestinian people. We talk about how people can be praying for our Palestinian brothers and sisters as well. There are Palestinian Christians who are there who are suffering in places like Gaza, places like the West Bank. And it is not Israel that is causing their suffering. We want people to understand what is happening, how they can even help their believers there as well, the Arab-Palestinian population. So go to ibsi-now.org and get all the information. And again, if you want to know, you can also reach out to us on the uh, contact there. You can email us there. The email is there is on that website there. And you can direct, talk to us directly that way as well. All right. Uh, one le- one final time, the uh, website. One, one more time, please. Yes, sir. IBSI-now.org. Hopefully next week I'll be able to say that a little bit differently because it'll be an easier one, but IBSI-now.org. IBSI, which is Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. IBSI-now, not underscore, but dashnow.org, and that'll take you to our site. All right. All right. Thank you so much. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved, a great day to commit your heart and your whole life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, 
Thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. Lord, you told us a long time ago in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. I'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to get in touch, please do. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Pastor Washington, once again, thank you so much for being with us. And um, uh, we always are grateful to have you to come on and share. And anything specific we should pray for you and the Institute for Black Solidarity for? Any specific prayer requests? Well, we would just solicit everyone's prayers as our peace initiative, again, officially begins on next month. We are, again, recruiting uh, we are excited about uh, the, the young men and women who are signing up and becoming a part of it. So uh, our journey begins officially in September. Okay. And so from September this year till June of next year, we will be studying and traveling. So if the people listening could just be lifting up our IPSI ambassadors uh, and the whole program, the entire initiative uh, that we want God to be glorified. We we. We believe this is a, a plan that he's given us okay. to be effective in this space. So just we solicit your prayers as we begin our journey next month. All right. Thanks so much again, Pastor Dumasani Washington with the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.